Before history is written, it's played. Before it's frozen in time, it's fought one shift at a time. Before it's etched in silver, it's carved in ice. What happens next will last forever. The Stanley Cup Final on ABC and ESPN Plus begins Saturday. Now's the time to save 30% on wedding jewelry, only on BlueNile.com. Make sure your wedding ring is the one with your pick of diamond and lab-grown diamond bands, all hand-finished and graded for excellence. Or surprise her with something blue she'll love for life, like a stunning pair of sapphire earrings. Blue Nile's jewelry experts are available 24-7 to help, from fit questions to style advice. Right now, get up to 30% off at BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I think it's time to sell some of the game's highest owned players, but which ones? Welcome to the Gianni Baticci YouTube show. Hope you guys are well. I hope you're enjoying this really long, weird, extended game week. I don't think I am. I can't wait till the deadline next Tuesday for game week 22. Um, let's have a quiz question, shall we, to start us off. And guys, the likes and subscribes are really, really welcome. There's two players that are pretty, pretty vulnerable. They're going to be the answer to the next couple of questioned questions. Who is the highest owned midfielder in the game? Who's the highest owned forward in the game? Now, the answer to both those questions are two players that in my team, they're pretty, pretty vulnerable, right? Saka has over 60% ownership, highest owned by a country mile in midfield in the game. And Watkins is higher owned than Haaland. Over 55% of FPL managers own Watkins. And it was another blank in game week 21. Now, both are vulnerable for me, not necessarily because they're not performing because they have been like their template for a reason right although it maybe you could argue the ceiling isn't high enough on either of them at that price point it's more because we need to go after Man City and Liverpool players right Man City double in game week 25 we think Liverpool are likely to double in game week 25 and with that in mind how do we accommodate six players between those two teams for game week 25 that's a journey I think I want to go on and to do that I'm going to have to make sacrifices because Man City and Liverpool players are expensive. And the sacrificial lambs in my team at the moment, Watkins and Saka. So in today's show, we're going to look at some early thoughts for my team. And we're going to, I'm going to put together a wildcard draft and then compare the early thoughts team of how my team could look in game week 25, right, for that double. And then compare it to what a wildcard team might look like and see if I can get fairly close to that. I'm not looking to wildcard, right? But I always think it's good practice just to go on that journey of a wild card and then go, okay, how can I make my team look more like that in the next couple of weeks? Um, and again, I'm kind of working backwards. I've got my team that I want in game week 24, and now it's how can I get there with the next couple of moves? So look, sure, lots can change. We know there's a lot of unanswered questions at the moment in this game week. We're waiting for Carabao Cup, right? We're waiting for FA Cup. Um, we're waiting on injury news on... Haaland, we're waiting on minutes of De Bruyne, we're waiting on AFCON and Asia Cup and could Salah or Son leave early. All those questions we don't know the answer to yet. So this is very much a stab in the dark, but I think it's an important uh, exercise to do. And obviously a lot will hinder on Haaland. The good news is ahead of game week 22, we're going to see Haaland in the FA Cup. That matters. That matters massively, right? Um, 
because we might not see him at all. We're gonna see, we're gonna get more from Pep about Haaland. Um, maybe he's on the bench. Maybe Pep says he's ready for Burnley but can't start. I don't know. Let's see. So my plan has always been to get Haaland in game week 2022. So look, let's show my team as it stands, right? At the moment, by the way, like I don't really do mid-game week ranks. I don't really like mid-game week ranks. So going into game week 21, I was around 65k. Fairly happy with this team at the moment. I've already got... Um, I'm, I've just made the decision to keep Salah made the decision to sell Trent and I've got Darwin. So at the moment, I've got two Liverpool should they double in 25 and I've got two City, right? I've already got Foden and Haaland. Well, I've got one City, should I say. I've got Foden. I don't have Haaland. I've got Haaland in my head though because the planned move for game week 22, let's let's look at the planned moves, right? I bought in the Brighton lads this week um, ahead of game week 21. That was always the plan. Brighton lads come in, Son and Trent leave. Game week 22, the plan is start to increase your City players. So it could be De Bruyne comes in, but I'm hopeful it will be Haaland based on what we see and learn in the FA Cup. If it is Haaland, I've got the exact funds to go Darwin to Haaland. However, if Liverpool are now likely to double in game week 25, because their EFL Cup in 26, uh, the EFL Cup final in 26 will feature Liverpool and maybe Chelsea. And if it does feature those two teams, then the Liverpool double will very likely be rescheduled in game week 25 before that with Luton, right? Um, so Darwin could stay and I could sell Watkins. Disappointed, another blank from Watkins. Watkins to Haaland leaves a bit more money in the bank. So game week 22, another City player comes in. Game week 23, again, I think I'd likely roll. And again, there's more information all the time about lots of players, right? So if I was rolling in 23, what would be my planned move in 24? Knowing I'm working towards Man City and I'm working towards Liverpool, well, I think I would sell the only player in my team that's not a starter, right? Straight away, we're going to need our benches because there's blanks in 26 and there's blanks in 29. And because of those blanks, you can't afford deadwood in your team, right? If you've got a dead spot, Obama at West Ham or as I've got Lascelles who's now for not first choice I'd be looking to sell Lascelles straight away right um so Lascelles would come out to Walker again double game week um and by the way I think Walker started every Premier League game for C um and Saka again we're talking about selling some of the template players I think by then unless Saka's really impressed me Saka to Jota could be a, a nice punt right Jota with no Salah at AFCON I quite like um, nice fixture to bring Jota in ahead of Burnley at home as well. Jota the slotter. Um, and again, depends on how he's played. So that's kind of my my route to game week 24. And then when game week 25 comes round, Salah's back. Um, he could be back before that, it's worth noting. But it's double game week time. Let's assume Liverpool get the double and Brentford get the double. We know City have the double, right? Brentford already have the double too, I should mention. Now, Brentford's double is terrible. Um, it's Liverpool, Man City. But Brentford can cause big teams problems. And Tony could be backfiring. We know Tony will have featured by then. Could I go Solanke to Tony? Well, yeah, I'll have the funds to do it. So game week 25, I could be looking at Tony as a double game week player. Triple Liverpool. Uh, that would be Jota, uh, Salah and Darwin. It is. There's a few compromises. We'll go through them in a sec. And Triple City, this team would be Foden, Walker and Haaland. Um, that gives me seven double game weekers. Quite like that. That's all on free transfers, I should mention. Now, there are compromises, right? This would mean no Trent. This would mean no De Bruyne. 
But you're going to have to make compromises. And Trent is a premium player and De Bruyne is a premium player. Within their positions, they are right at the top echelons in terms of price categories. Um, now, this would change. If there was no Haaland in this team, I'd have De Bruyne and I could probably have Trent. Um, so let's see. A lot will hinder on Haaland and where you go in game week 22. But you could argue, even if you're not bringing Haaland in 22... He'll probably, you'd hope he was fit for 23-24. And if City are doubling, well, we know they are. In 25, you're going to want him in because, guys, triple captainships are going to be at play in 25. And my chip strategy is absolutely to triple captain in 25. We'll talk more about that in a second. Game week 26 comes around because you'll be going, oh, Johnny's buying the Liverpool players. He's got Spurs and Chelsea players. And they could blank in 26, right? If Liverpool double in 25, they'll blank in 26. Um... If Chelsea gets the EFL Cup final, Chelsea and Spurs will also blank in 26. So, straight away, Palmer, Porro, um, and triple Liverpool, right? That's five players um, that I would have blanking. So, I would have to go and probably bench three of... Yeah, I'd be benching... I'd effectively have 10, 10 players playing with a free transfer. I'm okay with that. So I would probably sell one of the players that I know by this point will know who blanks in 29. So let's say Liverpool blank in 29, but Chelsea don't. I'd be like, well, I'm selling one of my Liverpool players because in 29, again, we're likely to have five of the 10 fixtures and we're going to need some players. We're going to have to start dead-ending our team, I think. And my plan will be from game week 26, start to dead end to 29. Because in 29, it's the blank game week with around five fixtures. And we'll know by by this point who is playing in 29 because that's the next round of the FA Cup. And we'll start to be able to offload some players that blank in 26 and 9. And then by the way, guys, when we're talking wider chip strategy, out, out of that blank in 29, so game week 30, or maybe 31, because in 30, Arsenal and City play each other. Maybe that's a fixture to avoid. And in 31, it's wildcard time. So by then you've used your wild card and you've used your triple captain because I'm looking at 25 triple captain on Salah or Haaland, a Liverpool or a City player. And then it leaves that running when we're going to get double game weeks where we can use bench boost and free hit. There'll be two other big doubles uh, left. Um, so I, quite, I think 34 and 7. Um, that's kind of my loose strategy. I think there'll be many in the comments saying you're going way too like steps ahead here. And loads will happen. And it will. Like, there's no way this team will be the accurate team I am at in 25-26. But it's an interesting exercise. And it's one I want to look at and go, what cuts would I have to make? Because to accommodate these players, we always have to make cuts. And I know, in my heart of hearts, Watkins and Saka are on the chopping block. Even with their ownership. Now, is their ownership high because they've been smashing it this season? Well, yeah, they've ticked along nicely. Are there better options and better ways of spending that money at the moment. Well, I think the likes of De Bruyne coming into the game or to go for a Carl Walker and get Triple City or to go short term on a Jota. I think these become better options to have fun with a Tony punt, right? So all of these are, are questions we don't know the answers to yet, but we'll start to learn more and more. So look, that's where I'm at. Um, I will be doing like a proper, of course, team selection video ahead of next game week. Um, and expect to see that 
way ahead of Tuesday's deadline, but off the back of maybe some weekend football. Um, guys, we're going to talk through a wildcard team now. And again, this will help with future planning for potentially many of you, whether you're wildcarding or not. And thank you guys for watching, by the way. If you want to hit that subscribe button and obviously the thumbs up, the like, that'd be amazing. And shout out, by the way, to Fantasy Football Scout as well. As always, they're supporting the channel. Um, and there's a link in my description if you want to check Scout out. Wildcard. How would my wildcard shape up? I think I've got a pretty good draft here. The scary thing here for me is it doesn't cover as much as the team I want to get to in 25 as I hoped it would. I hoped the team I've just shown you in game week 25 would be very similar to my wildcard team now. It's not. It covers similar teams, but there's different players in 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 action, right? So for example, with a wildcard team in a complete reshuffle, I can accommodate Haaland and De Bruyne as well as other key cogs like Trent, right? Let's talk back to front, right? Goalkeepers, I'm not going to talk about goalkeepers. At the moment, Debravka and Ariola, my two keepers, are so cheap, I'd probably just keep them in. The rotation is working, I think, at the moment. Although there, there's a time, of course, you look at a 4.5 Petrovic or a, what is he, 4.8 Raya and go just set and forget. But Ariola and Debravka, because money's going to be tight. The plan for this wildcard is to leave money in the bank so when Salah's back from AFCON, I can jump on him straight away. So I'm doing that, all right? Defenders, very similar to my team. Gabriel, Estupinan, Pedro Porro, mainstays. The best budget defender in the game is Branthwaite at 4.1. He drops in nicely. He's the fifth defender in this team. But again, you're going to be relying on players like Branthwaite in the blank game week 26. Okay, Trent also comes into this team, even with a flag. And I know I sold Trent, but on wildcard, I'd have him. I sold him to make the most of funds. Again, with a clean slate, you can be a bit more creative. So Trent would be in. And actually, Trent is the only Liverpool player in and he's flagged, right? I've got the bench to cope without Trent because I've got the reshuffle. No dead spots in this team. In midfield, Richarlison is in, but this is the position that would become Mo Salah. Now, there's plenty reasons for that. One, there's a good chance Spurs blank in 26. Um, two, when Salah's back, around the same time, we expect Son to probably be back. And when Son is back, I don't think Richarlison's as good an asset. I think he could be vulnerable to some rotation, especially with Werner's addition. Son's nailed, but it'll be Werner or Richarlison alongside Kulu and Madison. De Bruyne's in the team. Straight away, you can get points, right? I think he starts versus Burnley, but let's see. I think he could get 60. Um, De Bruyne would be in. And again, we'll know more about De Bruyne minutes versus Burnley, having seen how he plays and what is said off the back of the Spurs FA Cup game, which is before the Burnley game. Gordon's got brilliant fixtures. Like I've not had Gordon all season. I want to cover that Newcastle attack. Even against Man City, he takes his goal so, so well. Gordon's Newcastle's player of the season. One of the attacking players of the season in the Premier League. And for me, in that price point, he's only been overshadowed by Palmer because Palmer's been amazing and had, what, five penalties. But actually, Gordon, in terms of open play goal threat, is right up there with, with Cole Palmer. Um, and a very similar price point. Foden, I still think, is a really good option. So this, this draft comes with no Man City defence, but it's triple City attack. It's making the most. City's fixtures, Burnley, Brentford, Everton, double game week. Jump on it, right? Jump on it. And then outside, out the double game week, it's Bournemouth. They're all 
high ceiling potential fixtures for Man City. Cole Palmer, enough said. That's my midfield five. This is where it gets fun because this is a very different front line now. Haaland would be in, but again, depending on news. I've got Ivan Tony in from the off here. And again, we'll, we'll see Tony in action before you would commit to a wildcard or press the final button confirming your wildcard. But I think Tony, given the fact he's got a double and an, or will probably double, um, it, it is, a, is a probable double for, for Tony, then yeah, why not? Like, I think Tony's an amazing FPL asset. And even if when Brentford are struggling, I fancy Tony to always get points. He's got a point to prove. He'll still fancy that if he goes and scores 10 goals, he can get in the England squad. Um, why not? Like, he's on penalties, unlike Watkins. He's cheaper than Watkins. Solanke's got a couple of tough games around this period. So it's Solanke, Watkins or Tony. I think Tony, if I was on wildcard. And then the third forward, again, money's always an op- uh, always tight. So we need players in the 11 that are around the 5-6 million price point. Now, two of Palmer... Gordon, Richarlison, João Pedro, all are under 7 million would be in this 11. So, th- sorry, three. Three of those four would always be in. João Pedro, I think he's the best option at Brighton. I bought Pascal Gross in my actual team, but João Pedro is someone I'm like, oh, if I could have, I probably would have gone Pedro over Gross. It's just I didn't have space up front and I did in midfield. So look, that's the that's the 15-man squad. That leaves 2.2 in the bank. So you're asking like, how do you get Salah? The Richarlison spot needs to become Salah and I ain't got enough money for that. I've got 2.2 to spend. So there would need to be a significant downgrade somewhere and it would likely be De Bruyne down to another Man City. Let's say I need to get Salah for 25 when City double. I'd go De Bruyne down to Doku or Bernardo Silva and then Richarlison up to Salah and the 2.2 in the bank. I think that works. So that's where I'm at in terms of just being able to afford it. Um... Whether or not there needs to be another sacrifice to accommodate Salah, I haven't done the exact maths, but possibly there would be. And Pedro Porro is another player that I would consider selling given the fact he's got the blank in 26. I do have a lot of value in Porro. I think I paid five for him and I know I would want him back. Porro for me is going to be a longer term hold. But if we're talking about dead ending our team and then wildcarding not too long after 29 a wild card in 30-31, you could always bring players like Porro back in. So look, that's where I'm at with a wild card. Um, it's not too dissimilar, I guess, to my team. It still goes big on City, not as big on Liverpool. And that's purely because they could double in 25, but if they do, it's a blank in 26, right? So you've got that little headache after. City don't. One of the other appeals I should say about Brentford will be a double in 25, but we know they won't blank in 26 and we know they won't blank in 29 now because of the FA Cup. So their fixture in 29 is locked in. Very few can say that. I think it's with Burnley, right? Both teams are out the FA Cup. So again, Tony becomes more and more desirable because he's the only player at the moment we can say has a double followed by no blanks in 26 and 29. Uh, guys I hope you've really enjoyed today's stream I know it's been a little bit technical and a little bit way way too far ahead but I just wanted to to give give a thought dump really and that's exactly what I've done um, I will have more 
content before the deadline, which will include the team selection video where I'll talk about my captain in game week 22. I'm also going to do a deadline stream. And if you fancy joining the deadline streams, they're loads and loads of fun. So on Tuesday, next week, it's going to be a chaotic deadline as we wait for news on Haaland and more about De Bruyne. Um, there'll be so many permutations from when Salah could return by then, because based on Bookie's odds of when they could leave AFCON, um, it's going to be a fun one. So I look forward to seeing you in the live as well. Thank you guys, as always, for watching, and I'll see you very soon. Sports Social Podcast Network.